This is in case I get tired today because lights on was tiring. I got something to hold me up. It's like when you climb, you can wrap yourself and hang on for the ride. No one will be hurt in the, the using of this rope today or scissors, I promise. Well, I don't promise. I mean, I hope. I'm not planning on that anyway. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I thought I had like five minutes to make this work because we had a parade. We don't have a parade, so that's nice, but it is essentially a simple, short object lesson that I would like to use to make the point um, this morning. So, the thought that God has given me, the thing that I want this Christmas season, so I'm just sharing my own personal walk with the Lord, is I want to experience peace this season. That's the one word that's stuck in my mind. I want that. And it's easy to lose, get busy, spending money. Like, do I have this money? You're going lots of more places. Our lives are already full. And then you pack all of your family activities in on top of it and it gets over full. Like, this is easy to have happen. Um, but I didn't want that for myself this year. And I, I kept feeling kind of like convicted by God. Like, you should be praying for peace. How can you have peace in the middle of this? Because it's certainly possible to be busy and yet peaceful. It's certainly possible to be giving gifts and go and have, so it's not necessarily the busyness since I started thinking what is that peace all about. And then I started praying for that for you all. I really want you to have peace this Christmas season, but I can't make that happen for you. I don't even know what sort of activities or what sort of pressures or stresses or heating bills or job situations or anything was going on in your lives, but God does. And I feel like he wants me to remind myself and he wants me to remind you all that peace is something that he can give you no matter what your situation is. And what if we could be the people who are just at peace when the rest of the world around us is going a little bit bonkers as it usually does? What if that just doesn't stick to us? What if we're just Teflon in that way? And are like, no, I'm at peace. People will look at you funny and that's good because that could give God some glory if we're people of peace. So I started thinking about that and thinking, well, what are the scriptures? Does the Bible say this? And I started thinking about the angels saying, you know, a peace on earth. And I started thinking about Jesus being Prince of Peace. And so before I get to our objects here, I thought I would put a couple on the wall. Maybe you know these, maybe you don't. Here are five scriptures that remind us why Jesus is our Prince of Peace. We have those. First one, please. This is a prophecy that was made hundreds of years before Jesus, and he came and he fulfilled this prophecy. So this is Jesus. To us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. A Prince of Peace. Jesus came to be a Prince of Peace. Like that, that's what he's a king over. A kingdom of peace. Uh, uh, ushering in an era of peace. People of peace. We're in this peace kingdom that he inaugurates. Alright, what's the next one? Let's add them all together one after another. Here's the one from the angels to the shepherds, right? They're in their fields and uh, Gospel of Luke shares that they said it this way. Glory to God in the highest heavens, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So it's not peace for everybody. It's peace on those who have experienced his peace. That's why we can be peaceful in the midst of not a lot of peace, because we're the people on whom his peace is resting. We're people of peace. He's a prince of peace. And like, well, how can he be a prince of peace? Look at the world. Well, that's exactly the point. 
The world needs a prince of peace desperately, but if we get too caught up in the world, then we're missing out the fact that we're supposed to be the ones that have that thing. And therefore be these little kind of like islands in the middle of the storm as we move around and all crazy around us but somehow it's not the same thing in us people of peace because God's favor is on us that's our faith okay what's the next one my peace I leave you so this is Jesus one of his final things that he said to his disciples this is his legacy peace I leave with you not religion we build religion on peace because religion is a practice of the things he taught, but the basic heart of it all, this Prince of Peace, is the peace. My peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is the good news, this is the Christmas message lived out through Jesus' life. All right. One more, we have maybe two more. Ephesians, this is Paul writing about Jesus. How does he describe Jesus? He says he, Jesus, he himself is our peace. He has made the two groups one, like the lost and the found, the lost and the saved, the lonely and the adopted. <laughs> the two groups one, he has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. So Jesus makes peace, and you're catching it here, and this is where we're gonna go with our rope and our scissors. He makes peace by restoring peace. So peace is something that was and then isn't and then can be again. And this is good news to me and this is what I've been sort of praying for myself because I have peace, I believe in peace, I experience peace all the time. But so often I like lose it. I lose my peace and I'm not really losing it but I feel like I'm not at peace anymore. Like I, I gotta get it back. <laughs> this is the Jesus thing, this is what he does. He points into me. I don't know what that means. We need better signals. One more. Right. Yes. Good. Okay. That could have been like number one or like good job. I don't know. Is that like a cheer from the back row? This is great. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, yeah. Philippians 4, 7. Let's read this one. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, that means it does not make sense. You should be stressed. So when the world's stress, it makes logical sense. That's what should happen to us. When we're anxious, logically, yes, you should be stressed. Look at the world, look at your life, look at your bills, look at your relationships, look at your doubts, look at your future, look at, you should be stressed. This is like a tremendous burden, a tremendous amount of pressure that we're all under. So it doesn't make sense what Jesus does. He's counterintuitive. So the peace of God, so it's from God, which transcends all understanding, this will be what protects us. It guards our hearts, how we feel. You get protected in how you feel. And it guards our minds. We get protected in how we think through Christ Jesus. So those are the thoughts that I had coming in. Here's where I turn to you and I ask you to fire some thoughts back my way and then we'll we'll get to cutting. Um, what do you think peace means? Let's come up with a definition on the spot here together and it can be a very varied thing. You can think of anything you want. When I say peace, what comes to mind? What do you think it is? How would you define it? What does it feel like to you? Give me something like that. Hope. Okay, contentment. So peace just kind of like, I'm okay, I'm content. Tracy. Lack of wear, right? So you have to have absence of certain things if you're going to be in peace. This is good. This will build our definition. Okay. The permanence 
of God's love, chosen, secure, forever. Right, that's peace giving. Yes? God takes the burdens off the ocean. God takes the burdens, right? So you're acknowledging the burdens, but they've been removed. He's carrying them. That's peace. These are awesome. What else do we have? Sustaining joy. Sustaining joy. Yeah, good. Right, peace and joy, happiness, contentment. There's a lot of parallels and they overlap a lot. What's peace? What is peace? Let's do a few more thoughts. Ellen? To not worry. To not worry. Opposite of worry. Good. Roz? Hmm? Calmness. Yeah. Right, Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego in the fire, just, we're here and it's okay even though it doesn't look okay. Yeah, damn. Freedom. I like that one. Peace, freedom. Yeah, that makes me think of like peace at like a world level too and, and war and conflict and freedom. That's a lot relating there. That's good. What else? Anything else come to mind, Susie? Rest for your soul. That's Jesus, right? Come to me all you who are weary. Rest for your soul, right? And all these things are good things, right? We want all of this. Anything you're saying is like, I, yes, please. I'd like to order one of those and have it on demand whenever I want it. This is good. Peace is amazing. Yeah. Lack of hate. Lack of hate. Yep. Can't have those two things going at the same time. Yeah. Stress-free. Stress yeah. That's probably the most relatable one for the world. Everybody's stressed. You have a lot of money, you're just stressed about like losing it. You have no money, you're stressed about getting, like just stress, school pressure, social media increases stress. I think I saw another couple of hands. I'll take as many thoughts as we've got. No? All right, I mean, that's a pretty good definition. The Bible has a really interesting way to define peace. It's word, it's a certain word, it's Irene. It's where we get the name Irene. So if you know any Irenes, their name means peace. It's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful thought. And it means a very like specific sort of thing. So when you are reading your Bible and you say, oh, this Prince of Peace, 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 what does that peace mean? And so this scissor, I need a volunteer to be my chopper. Anybody want to come and cut a piece? Jaden. All right, so I think we're gonna take a piece about this long. So cut right between, oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. Perfect. You might have to work it out and back a few times. Nice thick rope, just keep working it until it goes, it'll go. One more time, you got it. Perfecto, thank you, thank you. All right. The word Irene, the word peace in the New Testament, when Jesus uses it, when they taught it, it means to bind something back together again. It's really from the word Irene, which is bind, binding. It's a binding. It means to bind back together again. So this means a few things automatically. It means that these things were once together, and now they're not but they could go back together again. And if they did, you'd be at peace. You with a family member, you know, you're good, you're good until you're not. And you feel separate, and you feel alone, and you feel like there's no way to ever close that gap. And you feel like, well maybe if we just like spend more time together, but then you feel like this. You're next to each other, but you're still, there's like 
a distance between you. The unspoken things. The unforgiven things. They're just, we're not together. We like stand next to each other at Christmas parties. You're going to have some of these people. I'm going to have some of these people that we spend time with. And it's not that we're like here anymore, but it, it never really got back together again. This is the gospel story. The Bible says that God made everything good. People good. Creatures good. Creation good. Everything good. It was all together. It was one. And then our sin, the sins of all people who have ever been, broke it. And so we're here with God now. This is each of us. This is me. This is you. We're on our own. But it doesn't feel right to be on our own. <laughs> it feels lonely. It feels hopeless. I'm like, how am I going to survive? What can I tie myself off to that's actually going to save me, protect me, help me? Nothing's secure. You know, you tie it to another person. But then what if that person falls over? That's not safe. You tie it to like the sturdiest thing you can find. And it's like, well, what if this falls over? What actually gives us peace is being secured to something that can never be moved. Is being tied back in with God. This is the Bible's definition of peace. It's how it uses. So it's a reconciliation. It's a tying back in to God. And Jesus... God, human form, God with us. If this is heaven and this is earth, and this is Jesus. He's like tied securely in to heaven. You probably remember some of you from sermons in the past. Once upon a time, we studied in Hebrews 6 that there's this concept of a forerunner, and Jesus is the forerunner. He goes before us. And back in the day, the forerunners in the, the maritime region were people in little ships that took the anchor from the big ship in their little boat and rowed into shore, into the safety of the harbor, and anchored the anchor so that the boat could come in. They went ahead of and they secured it in place. This is exactly what Jesus does for us. He's anchored in heaven. We hang on to him here, and he doesn't move so we don't move because he's tethered to God. But sometimes people try to do this with Jesus too. If Jesus isn't going to be moved, if peace is going to be solid with him, they try to do this. This is like Sunday morning or something. <laughs> I'm as close as I can be to Jesus, but we're not actually tied to him. So I like Jesus. I'm going to spend time alongside him. I'm going to hang out with Christians. Or sometimes it's just like us, right? It's us tying on to him. Like, I think I'm going to try this Christianity thing. I think I'm going to try to be a good person. Like, that we're not the secure one. We can't trust ourselves. And if you haven't learned that yet, life will teach each of us that pretty quickly. We can't trust ourselves. We're not the ones that are stable. We're the ones that are fickle. We're the ones that fall down. Love those songs talking about coming back. He'll come find us. He will always go seeking. Because we just, we hide again. That's what we do. So it's got to be him binding to us. It has to be secure enough. And not just any knot is going to work. I'm going to use a square knot. That should hold us. Can we secure ourselves to Jesus enough that we can lean? Like how much do you trust him? How much do you trust your knot? You're like, how do I live this life? How do I overcome this problem? I can handle it. I can handle it. And then you fall down. Like, how far will you lean 
on Jesus because he's the only one that's not going to move. And this is what the Bible means by peace. It's, it's a rebinding the way it should have been. There never should have been a cut. It should have just looked like this the whole way. We should have just been here all together, but we're not. And every time we wrong each other, every time we sin against God, it's just more cuts. And people cut off our ropes too. Everyone around, it's not just us. Sometimes people are there actively trying to snip the rope that we're hanging on to. So we're constantly needing this. We're constantly needing the rebinding, and that's peace. And when I lose my peace, I come back to God, and I'm like, I felt fine yesterday. <laughs> Can you protect my heart again today? And he's like, sure. He's always ready to rebind. And eventually our, our rope is going to look like <laughs> this. It's going to be, remember that time where that thing happened, and then... He tied us back on, and then remember that other time where that other thing happened, and that time that I was afraid, and then he ties us back on. Remember that other time, but as long as we're secure to him here, he'll take care of all of these along the way. It's what he promises, what he does. That's why he's a prince of peace. 